This is Todd Strange from the band I Am, and you are watching CMS TV. Yeah. So we're getting a bunch of, well, not a bunch, one guy that's said it 14 times, I think, tonight. Do you want to talk about um, Blotzer and Piercy and all this Well, yeah, let's stuff? talk about that, sure. Do we start with Blotz or do we start with Piercy? You know what? I just briefly saw this, so I'm not as up to date on this as, right. as I could be, but I know that uh, Blotzer has made some commentary, and I know Piercy has responded, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start with Blotz. All right. So Blotz, boy, he's looking healthy as always. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Let's see, where's that here? Blotzer. Blotzer says Rat always crushed Motley Crue musically. And not gonna lie, I agree with him. Don't do you? Well, you know, uh, Motley and Rat were always mm -hmm. friends. They were always sure. friendly. I mean, because mm -hmm. they, they, as far as the music videos were concerned. Sure. If you watched uh, MTV music videos, Motley uh, did did some uh, cameos in the Rat videos. Mm -hmm. And they were always very friendly on the road. And they basically came up at the same time in the sure. Hollywood scene and so on and so forth. But yeah. uh, I can't, I can't comment, you know, as far as music, you know, the, the, the um, talent is concerned. I would say that uh, rat was much more talented than Molly. Crew. You don't think their albums are better than Molly's? I do. Yeah, well, well from, from musicality, from, from this talent standpoint, yeah. Because, you know, Warren was a great guitarist. Uh, Crosby, great guitarist. You know, uh, Juan, he, he floated back. Great dancer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he floated back and forth between Dokken and, and Rat, which he obviously landed in Rat. Sure. Permanently. And uh, Blotzer, yeah, I don't know. Is Blotzer any kind of a real... Uh, uh, accomplished drummer. Look, you don't get to be in Queensryche by being an average drummer. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the point is, is that from from a musician standpoint, yeah, Rat Rat is better. Yeah, I think for me, they're better in every category except making money. Sure, that's the only place they fail is they don't they never made as much money. And and I mean, even if you look at popularity. Motley was always first and Rat was always third with Bon Jovi wedged in the middle there for that, for that period. Don't you think? Well, if, if I'm thinking back, did you hear about Rat first or did you hear about Motley first? Motley. Really? Before, before Rat's round and round? Oh yeah. What, it, what was, what Shout was of the devil looks to kill. That was out before Rat Round and Round? I think so. Okay. I'll I look it up I'm, to I'm sure. asking the question. I don't know the answer. I'm looking. I'm going to look it up right now. Let's <clears> see. <throat> um, rat out of the cellar. 
ran out of the cellar, came out um, in 1984. Okay. And now I'm pretty sure that looks a kill or whatever that one, Shout the Devil. Motley Shout at the Devil, I'm pretty sure, came out in 83. Oh, where are you at? Wiki. Wiki. It came out in um, September of 83. Okay. So late late in 83, <sighs> and then a Rat followed up right yeah. behind that. Yeah, but there was there was a decent amount of people that also knew Motley before then, too, from the from the Too Fast for Love and Piece of Your Action days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, I mean, they were out first. They were definitely out first. Motley was. And, um, you know, and I mean, I, they were certainly more popular. The only, I mean, who was more popular, Motley or Bon Jovi? <clears throat> bon Jovi well, really wasn't popular, more popular at this time. No, Bon Jovi didn't hit their popularity until Slippery When Wet. Yeah, 86. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then they blew past everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, once once Living on a Prayer came out, that, that mm-hmm. was that sealed the deal right there. Yeah. So, I mean, they they were close though. I mean, they were, I'm definitely not trying to say that, you know, Motley Crue was a zillion times worse than rat. I'm just saying that rat was the better band. Yeah. Well, all the way around musically and, uh, what do you want to call, um, talent wise rat was a, was a, the superior band talent. I think Rat Rat was superior to them in in my opinion. Rat was superior to Motley Crue in every aspect you can count on, except for making money. What what aspect of of Motley Crue do you think is better than Rat? I I don't think any of them. Yeah, that's I mean creatively they were better. They were better live. Motley always sucked live. You know I I can't think of one area that. Motley Crue was better than Rat. Certainly not in those days. Well, again, <laughs> the, the, what what surprises me, and again, maybe not so, so much surprise, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, Rat and Motley were boys. Oh yeah, they sure. were they were very simpatico, if you mm-hmm. want the term, uh, together at the same time. They were all banging the same whores on the strip. It wasn't a, it wasn't a rivalry at all. No, not at all. They were, they were very, uh, you know, obviously the, the link between the two bands was Tawny Katane because mm-hmm. Tawny was, uh, with Robin Crosby and rat, but right. you know, and, and she, she performed in their videos and all that other stuff. And, you know, Motley was, uh, same thing. They, they were all banging the same chicks as you just said. They yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was no rivalry. Um, so, you know, I, I agree with Blotzer's statement here. I mean, we'll get into what he said, but, okay. um, in the new interview with, uh, Troy Patrick Farrell, rat drummer, Bobby Blotzer was asked if he thinks the band's classic lineup will reunite to celebrate the upcoming box set. I'm skipping words, obviously. Um, he responded, well, that's, a where are we at? Well, that's a long time golden question, isn't it now? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I'm always hoping that this is going to go down for my own peace of mind and my sleep at night. The rat mares, the rat mares, <laughs> the rat mares that I have, that I was having for eight years 
during the litigation was were pretty disturbing. It's better now because it's all over that bit of it. So now that it is over, that is where it should. Everybody should just brush it off. If we can, if we can have a war with Japan and then sell their fucking TVs 10, 15 years later, I think Rat can get up there and shake their butts, make some money, and make people happy. The kids come out, etc. The Let's kids. See, the kids. What kids? <laughs> you mean the guys that are your age? Yeah, just, in, the, in their fifties and the sixties, the kids. We're no, we're no longer the kids. Bob. Yeah. Well, and of course, this is what Bobby wants because he's the one that lost all the money for the last eight years in litigation. That's his words. He said, now that the eight years of litigation are over, it's yeah, time to get back to work. Because you tried to hijack the, the name and the yeah. bank and all that other stuff. And you got sued and you lost. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll give it to, I'll give it to Steven, especially, but Steven and Juan and Warren, if, if they all come back together, I don't know that I could do that. I, I don't know that I could ever work again. No matter how much money, I think I'd be on the Skid Row side of things. Well, I, I don't think I could ever work again with somebody that tried to steal what was partly mine, and then, you know, we were in litigation with for years. I don't. Could you? No, but but I think the holdout here, if if this were to ever happen or not happen, is Warren. Yeah, because you don't need to. Yeah, he doesn't need to. And it's just like, I, I don't need this problem. Well, not only that, he also doesn't need the uncomfortability of touring. Sure. You know, I mean, how could, they're not going to get the Motley Crue deal. They're not going to get the private jet. They're not going to get the, you know, first class accommodation, first class hotel every night and all that stuff. They're not, you know, and I'm not slamming Stephen for this, but it's because Stephen and before this Bobby has been, they've kept touring, you know, they've kept touring to where there's not like, if, there's yeah, not a market for it. There's not a Holy shit market for it. Right. You know, there's, there's still people. I mean, obviously there's, there's definitely people that want to see Steven sing these songs or they want to hear these rat songs. But, but they can see Steven sing these songs because he's touring out there as a right. solo band and he's got a very competent solo band. Right. Now the only the only caveat to this, now that I'm saying this, I'm thinking on the fly here. How come it works for Motley with Vince butchering their songs every night? As as a, not only in Motley but as a solo artist, is it because those guys are more famous? They just want to see Tommy Lee. They just want to see Nikki Six. Well, you got to admit, none of the Rat guys did reality TV shows like Tommy goes back to school and the right. Pamela Anderson shit mm -hmm. and Nikki six, uh, you know, dalliances with Donna DiRico and, yeah. you know, um, what was that tattoo chick name? Uh, Kat Von. Yeah. Kat Von D. Yeah. Yeah. His relationship with her and, mm -hmm. you know, so on and so forth. So, so, uh, a, a Aside from musicians, yeah, they, they they have celebrity, yeah, and that's and that's why I think Motley can still do it on this level, even though Vince has kind of really killed the brand, you know. <clears throat> so I don't know. I I just 
I just don't see it being there for that. I, I mean, what, I mean, honestly, do you think a rat with the original guys and Carlos or Eric or whoever the fuck the guitar, the other guitar player would be, do you think that a rat demands more than double what Steven makes now? I don't know what Steve, Steven, I don't either as but, a solo, as a solo act. Yeah. Um, I don't know either, but my question is, do you think whatever that number is rat could double it to where it would be worth Steven's time? Well, even if they doubled it, they it's still have to, they still have to split it up. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean is yeah. even if they double it, Steven has to take a pay cut. Yeah. Cause they have to split it four ways. So really they would almost have to quadruple it. Yeah. So if Steven, let's just throw numbers and I have no idea what the numbers I'm, are. I'm so. going to throw a number out there and, and this is not a real number. This right. is yes. Mm -hmm. 15. So if Steven gets 15 in order to make this work, it would have to be 60 for Steven to make the same money he makes today. Yeah. Four, four times 15 would, you know, yeah, of course, 60,000. Right. Yeah. So $60,000 to get rat to be a break even for Steven Piercy. And that's not even including why would Steven put up with the headaches of it? Well, again, that's the whole thing. That's why Don doesn't do the whole docking thing is because. Huh you know, solo, I know what he gets or not, you know, solo or, mm -hmm. or under the dock and name Man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He would have to take a pay cut to bring in George, George and, and, Jeff. and Jeff and possibly uh mixed brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to pay that. No, they're not going to pay that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, I could see rat doing like two or three shows maybe. And I will say, I know Bobby says this somewhere in this thing that, you know, it would be cool to do a couple of shows or something. And, um, you know, okay, that, you know, that could, that could work, but I just don't see it. I just don't see the money being there for this thing. Well, the only way that they could do this is, is what like Dawkins did back in 2016, mm -hmm. go to Japan. Yeah. The, the promoters in Japan would pay that kind of money and that mm -hmm. would be worth it to them to do that. But as far as like a full scale tour or to make a summer tour out of it or whatever, yeah, the promoters here in the U S if they did the U S tour, which is where they're, they're the most popular, mm -hmm. they're not going to pay that kind of money. Yeah. They're going to pay 25,000 tops. Right. That's it. Yeah. So. He goes on and on. I'm not going to go into all this stuff, but he goes on and on that they're talking, but it ain't, it ain't happening. And Warren's probably the holdout because they can't get him on the phone and yeah, blah, blah, because blah. He, he doesn't need it. Yeah. He doesn't need he, it. He's the heir to the Mars, uh, candy bar yeah. company. He's, he's one of the heirs to the Mars empire mm -hmm. as it were, and he gets a monthly for lack Jack of a better term, stipend. Right. So regardless if he works or not, he has he has money coming in. He doesn't need to go out on the road and play guitar because he doesn't need to be worried about paying his bills. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I, knowing these guys, it probably will. You know, it probably will happen, <laughs> and, and they'll be dysfunctional as always. Well, but the thing is, is Stephen has made the commentary. I've seen him on a few things where mm-hmm. he's, yeah, the whole rat thing. I, I don't think that is ever going to happen. Yeah. But, again, you never know. Yeah. You never know. You don't. But, but moving forward to another podcast. Yes. Blotzer's back talking about this again. And this time it's like, it's all, I don't know. I read this and I'll read it again here for, for everybody and you guys decide, but it really feels like he, he just is good at sabotaging himself. <laughs> Cause it's like, why would you even say this stuff? Why wouldn't you shut up? If it's, if it's potentially happening, why wouldn't you shut up instead of being on social media or on a podcast talking about it? Let it play out. It's the reason Lynch hasn't been able to fully get the docking thing going because, because he always talks and it gets back to Don that he says stupid shit. Right? I mean, that's part of it, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. You know, I mean, again, not speaking for Don, but I know for a fact Don hears the stuff because in private conversations, Don will be like, did you hear what so-and-so said about blah, 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 blah? Yes. Don hears all of it. And I'm going to imagine Steven hears all of this stuff too, you know? So anyway, um, I'll pull this up here in a, let me pull it up. Where is it at? There it is. So Bobby says his comments were misconstrued. Were they? Even though they were exactly what he said. All right. Um, in a new interview, Blotzer elaborated on his comments while addressing the possibility of the classic rat lineup, blah, 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 blah. Um, he said, I did an interview three weeks ago and I said to this question with my friend, Troy Patrick Farrell, he's got some podcast as well. And he goes right in man and starts asking me this stuff. Hey, what about Motley? What about I mean, it wasn't even like, hey, dude, how are you doing, man? What's happening? I guess we do that on a regular phone call. So his, his, his first piece of blame here is that, is that he, um, he was blindsided into this question. So, so he, he doesn't have the presence of mind to answer the question correctly. So it's just like, well, he forced me to say that, man. Yeah. He, he, he caught me off guard and I said, I slipped, but that doesn't mean he didn't mean it. It just means that he, you know, he reacted. Right. But in any case, the answer to the question about the possibility of a rat reunion is this me and Steven are on the phone all the time. Are you, are you on the phone all the time? Must've been right then when he was talking. Okay. We've been trying to put together a rat reunion for two years now. And I just saw an interview with him. I sent him a text. I go, dude, you're throwing me under the bus. What, what is wrong with you? (laughs) So, so, so publicly he's calling out Steven to say, what's wrong with you, man? Exactly. This isn't going to help much. No. (laughs) Cause they're asking him, what do you think about Bobby saying rat crushes Motley? And you said that though. Yeah. You already said what you think about it. You, you, you said it. It's it's on audio. You said it. Yeah. And Steven reacted to it, you know? So, 
Uh, let's see here. I mean, what I said on that, as the question went from Troy, he said, I was talking to Eddie Trunk, and he was telling me he thought that Rat's catalog blows Motley Crue's away. And I said, it does, in my opinion. And I'm sure Motley said the same shit about us. But I respect them to a certain degree. I mean, I definitely respect their career. I mean, how can you not? So that was blown out of proportion. Was it? No, because you still said it. <laughs> how about this, Bobby? Again, I'm not trying to teach you how to do media. I mean, you've got 45 fucking years of experience in it. But how about, you know what? I don't know whose was better, but we all came from a glorious time that'll never be recreated. Yeah, we, we were all bros on the strip, man. Yeah. We were all just trying to scratch out yeah. a living. It was a magic time for all of us. Right. We were all very fortunate to get yes. signed when we did. And it was great to be part of that whole scene with them. How's that? I'm not media savvy, but that, that might be a good answer. Well, if you ever watch our videos, some Motley made a cameo in, in one of our videos. Yeah. That's how close we were. Yeah. So therefore you're going to say, yeah, yeah, but we smoked them. <laughs> And it's fine if he believes that. I, I'm all for him saying what he believes, but dude, don't be upset if somebody calls you out on it. I mean, that's that's the other side to this. Bobby somehow thinks that he can say shit and not have to answer for it or not be held accountable for it. Like, he should be able to say that and not have anybody's feelings ruffled. Meanwhile, let's let's do the other... Let's, let's turn this around for a minute. Stephen Piercy... And I only know this because Eric's my co-host. Right. Is playing shows with Vince Neal. On tour. They're they're playing shows together. They're they have a they have they've played a few already this year, and I believe they have a few more coming later this year. So what is Steven Piercy, who has to go and work with this guy, what's he supposed to say when his name, because it's in the context of rat, is being thrown out there saying, are saying rat was better than Motley Crue. Of course he has to, he has to step in there and say, you know what? That's Bobby's fucking opinion. Yeah. That's Bobby. Just talking out his ass. We yeah. Never that that yeah. is my opinion. He doesn't speak for me. Exactly. Steven has to do that to make his working relationship in the future and in the longer future viable, you know, because Steven probably needs those Vince Neil gigs. They probably pay better because it's two big artists. No, I would imagine it's probably pays kind of like a package. Yeah. So it probably is more money than a straight up Steven Piercy solo show. I would imagine it is. So, so, I mean, it just doesn't make sense, you know, with this, um, all right, let's go. Um, and uh, but, 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 where was I at? I mean, I definitely respect their career. I mean, how can you not? It's blown out of proportion. And then Steven did an interview and he was like, yeah, Bob's out there trying to talk about a reunion. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I was just on the phone with you two days ago trying to figure out how much movement we'd made in the last two months. Well, not for nothing, Bobby, but apparently with that, um, with Steven's answer there, there's how much movement you've had. None. <laughs> it's not happening. 
Regarding the likelihood of Rat's classic lineup doing any shows in the near future, Bobby said, I want a reunion. We want a reunion. Warren, I understand, wants to take a meeting. That's all I can say about it. If it happens, it happens. If not, I don't need a job. I'm fine. I'd like to rock some more. Are, are you fine? I'm going to think he is fine. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they're releasing this box set and I know how much docking got. Yeah, I know. I, I, I made that point last week. Yeah. So he probably got a, got a good chunk of money from that. So, um, with the help of next year being the 40th anniversary of out of the cellar, perhaps we can do something. I was talking to people over at Warner music, BMG on how we could do a special reissue of out of the cellar. And we were kicking around some ideas and I said, Hey, you guys, maybe you can help reboot the band going out and doing a reunion. Stop right there. Why is this being said on a public broadcast? This is definitely the stuff that should remain behind the curtain. Yeah. It's behind the curtain band business. Yeah. This should not be because what does this feel like if you're Steven or if you're Warren or if you're Juan, you're begging for the opportunity to do this. It's just like, let's do yeah. this guys. Come on. And you're putting the other three guys in the position of being the bad guy, because if it doesn't happen, now he says, well, see, I said that we should do it. And they didn't come to an agreement. He's putting those guys as the bad guys. Now, you know, now that he's not in WBS or whatever it's called, you know, now he puts those guys on fucking on, on notice more or less that they're the bad guys. If they don't do a tour now or even a show, right? I would agree. Just stupid. So I don't know, folks, he added, contact Warren Martini, Juan Crucier. Warren and Steven aren't best of friends right now, even though they have control of the name. Still, as always, it's a fight. It's in shambles. But when we do it, if we get in a room, it's going to be funny, fun. Let's go. People have got to understand how much fun we have and not how much grief we have in the band. <laughs> but they don't. They don't. When we saw them all together, they weren't all together. No, not they were completely scattered. Steven was in one place. Bobby was in another place. And we had dinner with, with Warren and, and Carlos. Yeah. Sat at the table and had yeah. lunch together. Yeah. I mean, they were all over the backstage area. None of them were in one place. The only time I think I saw anybody, all the rat guys in one place was when Eddie Van Halen came out. That's the only time that whole day I saw, and on stage, that's the only time they were together. Did you see them any other time together? No. Me either. Oh, uh, the only time that, uh, I interacted with them is when Steven wanted me to find him some ice. <laughs> right. For some but, awful Jesse James, fucking, uh, whiskey. Yeah. That, that high power saloon or whatever that place is called. Right. You know? I mean, this goes on and on, but it's just reiterating the stuff from Troy Patrick Farrell. So that's where it is at this point. It's like, woof, Bobby's not helping his cause any. You gotta shut. You gotta shut your mouth, Bobby. Yeah, just just roll with it, dude. Yeah. You know what? If if the last eight years should have taught you anything, is don't be on social media. It's what killed him. 
it's what killed him when he was, well, that and the fact that he really wasn't allowed to do what he did, but being on social media did not help him. No. And doing interviews like this, dude, for what? He doesn't have anything. I, I guess he's doing, I'm going to assume he's doing interviews to promote the box set. Plus, plus push his personal agenda. <laughs> well, that's it. Is it, you know, and maybe there is box, there probably is box set talk on these podcasts. I haven't listened to either, which is weird. Cause I usually do listen to Troy's podcast. It's, it's actually a very good podcast that people, people like that kind of music. And you know, if you're into that, that era of music, Troy's, yeah. Troy does a great job. Yeah. I, I, I got to be pretty friendly with Troy over the years. He's a good dude. I like him. Yeah. He's, he's from Valparaiso. He tried to call me out when I had him on um, Chris Hager Presents about, what, two months ago. We had him on to talk about that band that he's doing with Chris Vondahl. Okay. And I asked a White Lion question, and I said something about, you know, I, I was a White Lion fan. He's like, well, what do you mean was? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I you know, and there's not really a band anymore. So, you know, I like the stuff I've heard, but, you know, there's not really a band. So, yeah, you know, but... You know, he, he's good though. I, I like Troy. I don't have any issues yeah, with him. Troy's a good dude. I mean, I've hung out with him on numerous occasions and mm -hmm. always been very kind and very friendly and we chit chatted up and you know, yeah. he, he's, he always comes over and says hello and mm -hmm. Hey man, it's good to see you again. And how are things? And yeah. you know, so Troy's a good guy. I like that. I like that guy. Yeah. I like Troy talented guy that, that band he's got now is pretty good. That angels in vain. Mm-hmm. It's a good band. You know, I got nothing bad to say about Troy. Unlike Bobby here, who seems like he feels like he was, uh, you know, steamrolled in this interview. I could see why, you know, you, you said what you said, Bobby. First time he's ever done an interview in 40 years. All right. Well, <laughs> no, it's not 40 years, but regardless, but I'm going to make the proclamation right now. Uh, Bobby, if you want to come on the classic metal show, you're welcome to come on. Yeah. He's we've, always been welcome. We've made that invite numerous times over the years, but, yeah. but if you want to come on this time, you're welcome to come on. Yeah. I may have to bow out on that one. <laughs> no, you won't. No, I wouldn't. But yeah, I could see that causing Eric all kinds of problems. <laughs> why do you, well, why would that cause Eric problems? <clears throat> well, if we start talking about Stephen Piercy not needing to do the gig. Well, he doesn't need to do the gig. You know, yeah. I don't know. Things are a little weird with that whole camp right now. Right. That camp. I know it's a little strange, but it's a little weird, but, but, uh, but I'm just going to go by what Steven says that he's reached out, tried to make it happen. Tried, yeah. tried to negotiate, tried to get everybody together that, mm -hmm. uh, that live stream video he did a couple of years ago that I was at, yeah, at the whiskey that was supposed to be a rat reunion and couldn't get it together. And yeah, Warren, Warren and Warren and Juan didn't show up, right? They, they didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Bobby showed up. He was part of it. I hung out with him a little bit. We mm -hmm. chatted with him for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. But, uh, the, the fact is, is that Warren as talented as he is, as big as, as a integral part of rat, he, mm -hmm. he doesn't need to do this. No, he doesn't. He has no he need at all to do it. And it's just like, yeah, again, I don't know Warren's mindset, but he is in a position in his life. He doesn't need to do this. Yeah. Well, and he was never, 
again, I don't know Warren at all. I mean, I've met him, but I don't know him. But he never was the flamboyant, needing attention guy anyway. No. He, he's a talented guitarist, obviously. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but as far as like business is concerned or making money or the fact that he needs a paycheck, he doesn't yeah. need to do this. Well, he does. And he doesn't need the attention either. Like Bobby, I feel like, and my assumption, Bobby needs the attention. Bobby misses the attention. That's why he's out there doing these interviews and saying stuff that makes the news mm-hmm. because he misses the attention. Yep. I don't believe that Warren D. Martini gives a shit if he's ever gets attention again. He's fine to collect his rat royalties and collect his fucking candy bar money and just, just be good. Probably. You're probably right. (laughs) Well, I I will tell you, regardless if I get comped or not, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to buy this box set. Are you? Okay. I'm just going to buy it because I, I'm a fan and I like it. You know, we were, we were, uh, gifted the docking box set a few months ago with yeah. chipster. But, uh, if that offer is not made, I'm, I'm purchasing this box set. Yeah. Why not? I, I just like that kind of shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you're a collector. So for you, that's good. Yeah. All so. right. Everybody that's saying this, you're wrong. Bobby is not broke. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think he's a 20 millionaire anymore or even a 10 millionaire anymore, but he's not broke. And I, and I say that again, because we know for a fact what he just got paid or pretty close to what he just got paid. That would not leave him broke. Do you agree? I agree. He's got some money. Is he, is he uber wealthy? No, I don't think he's uber wealthy, but he might be. I mean, but but is he comfortable? He's probably okay. He's probably all right. I don't think he has to go back to fucking hocking vacuum cleaners or something, (laughs) cleaning carpets or whatever the fuck he was doing before. Right. Exactly. I don't think he's there. I mean, I th- he's still a big enough name by himself that if he if he ever really put back together the Bobby Blotzer the the Bobby Blotzer's rad experience, he'd probably still make a good buck. He'd probably do okay. He, I mean, he wouldn't make the money he was making when he was calling it rat, but he'd make five grand a night. He'd make LA Guns money. Sure. Whatever LA Guns makes, I don't know what they make, but. If he was out there, if he, if he found another really good singer to sing those rat songs, put together a decent band, he'd make LA guns money. And that's not a bad deal. Really? Not really. If he really wanted to play and make a couple of bucks and, yeah. home, you know, with a better than average living, he, mm-hmm. he, he could do that. Yeah. I'd go see it. I would, I would definitely go see it. I'd probably piss off the rat lives matter guys. Some, but I'd go. <laughs> all right well let's play a few songs let's come back let's wrap up the show all right and for i'm gonna i'm gonna dedicate this song to bobby blotzer for okay. his, his words and in his interviews mm-hmm. i'm gonna play some shame 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 <laughs> nice. should have known better that's right all right for bobby blotzer here it is it's rat with shame 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 exclusively here on your classic metal show 